absolute honor today to have on this show Natasha Jog, the head of public policy at Instagram in India. She is also the head of policy programs and outreach for Meta in India. She has worked across various policy issues, including youth safety, engaging with influencers, civil society groups, and journalists, among others. Previously at NDTV, she was also a prime presenter, anchoring some of the channel's leading programs, and is definitely a voice and a face uh, that we are all familiar with and have seen for years and years now, up there with all the important, big and eminent journalists. Uh, hi, Natasha. Welcome to Real Talk with Smriti Natani. Hi, Smriti. Thank you for that really warm intro. Loved every bit of it, especially the the been seeing for many years. I suddenly feel a little dated, but I don't blame oh you Oh my God, that, that was but... not the intention at all. It is just, I think the fangirl in me is coming head. out. No, no, but seriously, the fangirl in me is coming out. I should be honest about that because it's going to show up, um, I'm sure, again, in the course of our conversation. Uh, it's not every day that you, uh, you know, get to talk um, to someone you've only seen out of a television screen. So it's definitely... Uh, you know, an absolute honor to have you here. Now, I'm going to begin by asking you something I ask many women who I feel have a very uh, interesting career trajectory from NDTV to Meta. What brings you here in the Metaverse? <laughs> well, first, I just want to say thank you so much for having me here. Uh, there are a bunch of things that uh, I know that we're going to speak about, and I'm really glad that you're putting the spotlight on on some of the critical work that is happening, especially on on user safety online. So, so thanks really uh, uh, for this. I think these are conversations like we discussed earlier. We should just keep having. Um, now, my journey, right? So, yeah, it's I get asked this quite a bit, and despite, uh, I mean, I've been asked this frankly since I uh, kind of shifted gears in my career, yeah. and I don't think that I've really have a have the words right to explain what happened there's a bit of design but there's a lot of like just coincidence uh, things happening and and uh, things is falling into place so I was with NDTV for many many years right. and uh, I did a bunch of roles there I was I was uh, a reporter I worked in a bureau I did some uh, anchoring some primetime anchoring I was also involved in some uh, kind of like a business uh, a new business band as well which also involved you know looking at the sales side etc and um, and yeah after years I just felt that I'd like to try my hand at something new and get back on the learning curve and I think some of us uh, who do one thing for a long time sometimes just get that pang and that hunger to I mean is there something else out there right and it seemed that I had hit that point so I I thought I was just taking a bit of a break I okay. quit NTV okay. and then, uh, yeah, a uh, couple of months later, I landed up here. So, yeah, that's I mean, great. Was serious ways, basically. It really does. But tell me, think back to the uh, to the girl at IIMC, right? If I'm not wrong, that's where you'd be. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> think back Good to the girl. Homework. Yes, thank you, thank you. <laughs> so, think back to the girl in the U or IIMC, whatever. You know, think back to your student days and um, tell me, did you ever imagine this trajectory? Uh, no, I don't think I did. But that was also because of that moment in my life, that phase in my life, I wasn't thinking very far ahead. You know, right. like very young, caught in the moment, trying to these skills. And so I had kind of like a very short term view. And yeah. I did not, I think, I don't know, I, I 
I see it in my daughters as well that I think that you're in this phase where you don't necessarily have a zoomed out broad view of, you know, this is where I want to be. And at the same time, of course, sure. there are lots of youngsters out there who have like a very clear vision of, you know, that is where I'm going to be. And that's what I want for myself. And they work their way back from there. and They have a clear plans. But I was not in that category. And it was kind of like very short term. I knew I wanted to be a journalist. That was quite clear. Right. TV was taking off. And that's, again, you know, what I wanted to try my hand at. But Really, I didn't know if any of that would happen. I had uh, I had no clue how things would pan out. So, yeah. <laughs> I always, I'm, I'm so interested to know, you know, because I mean, I relate to you. I, I think that like, you know, even when I started working, I started off in advertising and, um, you know, digital wasn't even, I mean, I couldn't at that point think that I would have a podcast, right? Because that wasn't a thing. So uh, I imagine in that case, it's obviously very similar for you. Um, totally. in terms of how can you think of a career as such because the world didn't exist exactly so you know like print was the big thing then along came tv then along yeah. came digital now just like so much else to your point about podcast who would have thought a couple of years ago even seven eight years ago right that this yeah. would be such a mainstream way of consuming so much Exactly. information or or just you know letting your head down meeting diverse people hearing diverse views and opinions and, and just learning so much right so yeah, yeah you're absolutely spot on things are evolving so fast that sometimes it's you it's a not just hard to keep up but also difficult to anticipate what's waiting around the corner what is the evolution going to be I mean look at technology you refer to the metaverse right again yeah yeah it's all just happening in our times happening right now around us so it's an exciting space to be I'm sure, I'm sure. And I'm sure you're, uh, you know, you're making big waves in this new world of yours. Well, relatively new. But uh, I think this is a good moment, uh, you know, to get into exactly what your role at Meta is, what, sure. uh, you know, what you do there in terms of policy, and what it is that you think, um, you know, the direction that we should all be looking at when it comes to, you know, um, policy and when it comes to everything happening out there in that world like I don't want to um this question is broad that is by design sure. because you know I want to let you take center stage here and just take me through what is happening out there in the world of digital policy and especially with meta sure Sure. So I, I lead public policy for Instagram in India, and I also oversee the uh, safety policy work. Uh, like you said in the introduction, I'm also looking at our program's uh, right. uh, efforts. Now, basically, all of this is to say that in Instagram, when I wear my Instagram hat, I am looking at policy, which implies that I'm making sure that we are identifying our key priorities building both on the product side, on the program side, on the partnership side, all of that that we need to do to be able to mitigate some of the concerns that we have, all the efforts on user safety, uh, uh, to be able to make sure that we are achieving goals. Because at Meta, <clears throat> be it Instagram or Facebook, we, we believe that people come uh, on our platforms to share their stories, to connect with each other and to build communities. And that is pretty much the core of how we approach our work, right? And we know that that's not going to happen if people don't feel safe, which is why there's such a massive thrust on our safety efforts. And safety is pretty much 
intrinsic to how we are building our products, how we are rolling out our tools and how we are rolling out a bunch of our programs and partnerships. So it's my job to see that we have all of that. Uh, it's my job also to be plugged in uh, uh, to all uh, the regulatory developments that are happening. And uh, again, keep an eye on that kind of work to build out all our partnerships and constantly kind of figure out that we are, we are trying to look around the corner to see what's awaiting us, what could be the new challenges or opportunities that could be waiting for us on the side and how can we kind of like build for them from today. At Instagram, that basically uh, all of that comes down to say is how are we building for our young users because the youth is the demographic on the platform and the ton of work that we do is basically making sure that this is the space where they can express themselves, where they can build those communities. They can come out and speak their minds, be it on gender, be it on sexuality, be it on just building communities, be it on our very young entrepreneurs and all of that, that they have the tools, they have the partnerships, they have the resources and all of that. Another equally important thing is building out resources. Should you need any help? Should you need someone to talk to? You know, those kind of resources. A simple example of that is earlier this year, we, we came up with an Instagram guide okay. on dealing with exam stress. And we did that because we, we, you know, our students were going back to school after a gap during COVID of almost two years. Right. And they were going back and there were, you know, board exams in India have always been high stress despite all the focus on, you know, we need to de-stress our children. But they were going back after two years into these board exams for class 10th and 12th. And they were getting feedback from partners on the ground that, you know, we need resources because these children, a lot of them are on Instagram. So what can you do to build out these resources? So we came up with a guide which is housed on uh, Instagram, which is basically, uh, you know, tells you how if you're feeling a certain way, feeling anxious before the exam, before the prep or after you've taken an exam, how, you know, how do you uh, deal with it? Uh, how can you kind of tone down that anxiety that you may have speaking to people, even some other resources and helplines on, hey, if, if you really want to speak and you're not finding someone who you can externalize all of this to, how can you do that, right? So like, that's another important piece <clears throat> that we did. Again, earlier this year, we launched a, a tool on Instagram called Take a Break. And that was because really we got a ton of feedback that there are lots of, and especially for our young users that they spending us amount you know certain amount of time on the platform and very often before they realize they've just been scrolling a lot right so we designed this uh, tool basically so that in, in a way that allows you to step back so you can set an alert and you'll get a full screen notification at, at whatever time 10 minutes 20 minutes 30 minutes whatever have you whatever works for you which says hey it's time to take a break and right. you know there'll be some resources on what you could do what you could read or you could you know go for a walk listen to some music and whatever have you to do that and all of that is Again, the focus on our young users, focus on their well-being, focus on 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 sick, you know, all of that. So that, in a nutshell, is uh, is, is the kind of work that we do at Public Policy. We've just launched our uh, parental supervision tools in September, which again allows parents, and that's the other feedback. Parents want to get more connected to the kind of experience their children are having online, and this is not just, I think, with Instagram, but at Instagram, we decided to launch these tools uh, a couple of months ago, and it basically allows parents to know. You know who your child is following online. Who's following your child? You can you can uh, uh, you can set limits on the amount of time your child is spending uh, online. And very importantly, if the minor is reporting someone on the platform, the parent or the guardian will get an alert. You know that your 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 child has done this. And so all of that is just kind of like just walking you nutshell to say is a lot of feedback that we as the policy team give our global teams because. Uh, there are a bunch of teams that work together to make things happen here, as you can imagine, right? I mean, yeah. on the product or policies or partnerships and just making sure this is all on the product side, but just making sure our 
policies are very clear because especially when it comes to our youngest users and pretty much all users, but our youngest users, we know that require extra degrees of protection very often uh, online. So just making sure that our policies are very, very clear on that and, uh, and there's no room for ambiguity and that we are enforcing them rightly. Identifying the right kind of partners who are basically our ears and eyes on the ground and partnerships are really important because you know, there are societal complexities, there are language nuances, Absolutely. especially in a country like India. Right? Yeah. I mean, no, this the it's 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 very challenging. Uh and, and there's no one size fits all. So in a country like India, having partnerships really helps us to tide over many of these challenges. They keep the ear to the ground, they tell us what's happening, where we're doing right, where we can do better. And you know, really that that voice is a very important voice in in a lot of the uh way that we build out our products. So that uh, that I think, in a not nutshell, uh, <laughs> or in nutshell, is uh, is some of my work. No, that's great to know. And honestly, um, I mean, I realize my position right now is very blessed to be directly talking to you because, as somebody who spends, let's just say, many waking moments on Instagram, it's very, very um, relieving to know that there is somebody who is thinking, you know, who is probably kind of hacking into my brain and looking out for my well-being you know, and is thinking about my safety. And I know I'm not one of the youngest user demographic, as you mentioned, uh, you know, but still as yeah. somebody who's a digital creator, I need to have my, uh, you know, eyes on everything that's happening in the, you know, world of uh, culture, pop culture, micro trends, all of that, right? So um, for that, I feel a need to, you know, keep checking the gram, wake up, yes. do a scroll, and I would like, I hate, I I mean, I would like to think that I don't doom scroll um, mm -hmm. because I'm just, that's now that's a little personal tidbit about me that I just don't do, um, you know, things that don't sit well with me. Like I'm, I'm not wired that way. So I won't yeah. doom scroll and I won't go on checking posts that don't make me feel, um, you know, good. But I, I hear doom scrolling is a big thing that happens, uh, you know, it's like, and which is where it comes in, right? Like you said, um, you know, you can set up an alert so that yeah, take a break is for that, correct? Yeah, Absolutely. exactly. So take a break. Yeah. So there's somebody looking out, and for me right now, I didn't expect this wave of um kind of emotion or relief to wash over me uh, as I talk to you. But it's so nice to know that you know there's somebody um not somebody a very able team of many many people. Um, you know, involved uh, in kind of thinking about the user experience and about our mental health and about our mental well-being and about children. Because while I'm not a parent myself, I'm uh, a very proud aunt, and I, you know, can you know see this all the time around me. Uh, you know, parents are growing increasingly concerned about what their kids are doing online. Um, as you said, they want to be part of the experience. They want to have some degree of control. Um, is is that what uh, also led you to, you know, start looking at this? Like when you realize this is impacting you or maybe people around you, um, you know, that's when you realize how real the need is to get in controls like that? Yeah, I mean, the internet is evolving. It's evolving fast. Platforms are also then kind of changing rapidly, trying to keep up. And uh, this, I think, is also testament to the fact that 
we as a company are also, I mean, you know, you mentioned, mentioned the metaverse, but also if you just kind of focus on, on, on the tools that we have and just see that evolution that we have made and some of the stuff that we've launched more recently, it is based on a lot of the feedback. We hear from our users, we hear from families, we've heard from our partners on the ground, we hear from 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 experts, from academics, from people working in this area. We hear from from journalists. We hear from podcasters like yourself, right? I mean, yeah. tell us that maybe you should think about, you know, something in that direction. And this is, it's based on a ton of feedback that we get and then try and kind of like figure out what would work. And while I mentioned earlier about uh, the, the, the youth uh, on the platform, the thing is what we designed for them is basically accessible for everybody. So like I am, I am definitely not in that, in that demographic, but I use a lot of the tools that are available, right? Because they're for all our users, because again, user safety is critical to how we build, you know, and that's why we've got uh, thousands of people, some 40,000 people who are working on, on safety and security here in the company. We've invested a ton of money since 2016. I think uh, 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 um, 2016, I want to say like several uh, billion dollars on our safety work. And this is going to keep evolving because I think this is, uh, the safety space is one where our work never gets done. And right. I think we'll ever reach a point where we'll be able to sit and say, you know, this is it because it can be an, it is not just can be, it is an adversarial space. Right. So uh, we just have to keep working at it, but uh, we're working, we've learned a lot. We we have our work cut out and we're kind of like very clear where we want to be. So, so yeah, I mean, that that's, I, I, I think how we build. And again, I think coming back to your question, Absolutely, year to the ground ourselves as much as we can, and then through all the partnerships and all the groups that I mentioned, is 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 how we are constantly trying to iterate our products and see, you know, what works, where is the right fit. Okay, so Natasha, I was wondering, uh, with regards to a platform like Instagram, like the pandemic would have also kind of pointed y'all in the direction of, you know, misinformation is rampant, and you know, we were dealing with this pandemic on a global scale, right? We were dealing with uh, the whole world was going through something at once and Instagram and Facebook were the primary ways of kind of talking to our loved ones across the world and also keep finding out what's happening. And I think in terms of, um, you know, the the need to correct information that was, you know, being shared by resources uh, that may not be legit or that may not be correct, you all would have had to like kind of really really develop tools very um in the moment to kind of deal with that right or is it something that you know you weren't at meta at that time so you don't really want to comment on that or you know is it something that you can talk about the whole misinformation angle yeah um when i think about COVID and instagram uh the first thing though that comes to mind uh for me is definitely the organic outpouring of support that one saw on the platform. Mm -hmm. So it was just completely organic. People were seeking help. And then suddenly from all quarters, you know, there we would see we would see a rush of people reaching out for support, reaching out to help you in whichever way you can. And I think that that is just, it was just all organic. And then of course we supported with, with a bunch of programs, with, with guides and a lot of partnerships that we did to make sure that people were getting access uh, uh, to a lot of what they were seeking, what was in, in short supply and all of that. 
Misinformation, yes, there's absolutely no denying that there is misinformation across the internet uh, and, and a whole bunch of apps. And our approach to misinformation is basically we take a three-pronged approach. We call it the remove, reduce, and inform approach. So remove, basically, when we see something that is a violation of our community standards, which is the guidelines which determine what you can and cannot post on meta platforms. When we see something that violates our uh, our uh, guidelines, our community guidelines, we remove that information uh, entirely. Okay. Now, we want to, or in, in the reduced bucket, we want to kind of strike a balance between allowing people to have a voice and promoting an authentic environment. And this is where misinformation comes in uh, and our partnerships comes in with uh, third-party fact-checkers, which is where we cut down the distribution, where we break down the distribution of content that is labeled as false, which means it's fact-checked, and it is misinformation. So we're very clear that, okay, you had to say this, but we want our platforms to be, like I said, enabling authentic environments, and hence there is a, there is, I mean, there, these, these, anything that's, that's labeled as misinformation is, is down ranked to an extent that the chances of finding it are really slim. And then we also put strong warning labels. Like I said, there'll be a label that says very clearly that, hey, this was fact-checked and it was found to be untrue because we want the user to be aware because very often people are sharing this information without being aware that, hey, this is incorrect. Yeah. This is already checked and fact-checked by a credible source. So we are not fact-checking it because we are not the arbiters of truth. We're working with these fact checkers to do exactly that. And we're doing this in India with a uh, in a number of languages. I think a number of fact checkers also that we have is uh, uh, highest in the world along with the US. That's great. That's actually, again, uh, such a key piece of information that I don't think is known uh, to us because there's all this, um, you know, uh, slander that we uh, you know I would say we youngins love to indulge in uh, wherein we think that see firstly I think there's something that th there's a chip on our shoulder when we're young right like there's a you know we we rule the world and we decide what what works and doesn't work but it's nice to see um, a more um, you know responsible serious and grown-up approach to the way we are um, sort of consuming things even on Instagram to know that um, you know, everything that reaches us, there's a responsibility behind it. Um, and I actually saw this just the other day. Um, I think it was something to do with Iran, wherein some piece of information was spread and it was actually wrong. And mm -hmm. then I, uh, there was a message pop up uh, that said that. And that, actually, that was the first time I came across it. Um, you know, that literally said that this is not verified information. And that was actually really... Um, nice for me to know because uh, like I said for people like me who spend a lot of time on the internet who learn a lot of my facts uh, just by scrolling on Instagram and things like that it's very important to know that what I'm consuming is legit and it is something I can rely upon uh, you know because it might make its way into a podcast or it might make its way into an article because that's what I work on right um, so it's actually like amazing to know that actual stringent steps are being taken to ensure that what I'm learning is um, is correct and truthful. And that's where we're coming from, right? That's that, that's exactly the objective. And it's wonderful to hear one of our users say that, that this is absolutely critical uh, because this is the power that we want to give users. Again, we found that a lot of the time, like I said, misinformation is shared with people are just not aware. 
and mm. you know they look at something and they've just gone ahead and shared it so we want the labels to be very clear that hey this is inaccurate and we that has worked and, and you know the people are are more reluctant to share something when they believe that when they've been told quite clearly that this is untrue so you spotted it but you also spotted the label which is which is which is great right so and somebody right. else who perhaps is tempted to share the first time around once they see the label will definitely think twice and be more circumspect so you know we've got 11 fact checkers and we cover 15 languages and the reason for this 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 depth and width is also because you know scale and we realize that misinformation is a serious issue and we we have to deal with it so this is the approach that we've taken that's great so natasha it cannot be stated enough that one of the ever present problems the whole world is facing right now is the safety of women okay and i want to pose to you because who better than you to ask this to what is meta doing to make the online space safer for women users i mean anything you can share with me on this topic will be mighty appreciated yeah i think this is a very very critical question and i think some of some of our conversation up to now i have touched upon uh what our approach is but this is going to this is an opportunity for me which i do not want to let go of quickly so i'm going to like just walk you and show sure. your listeners what what we do right again to underscore that how we are building our products and policies is keeping a bunch of things in mind safety and privacy are really top of that pile on how okay. we are building for all our users um we've come a long way in in the work that we have done and we have a long way to go honestly when we talk about safety again for all the reasons that i said about how adversarial it is but we take a comprehensive approach to keeping our platform safe for all our users Hmm. all are users so and and there are some categories of users the the young women who do find themselves in many situations more vulnerable so there is a there is definitely a spotlight on 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 uh the work that we do in these areas so a couple of buckets right first let me talk about policies we write we write clear policies on what is allowed and not allowed on the platform and we are very clear about how we are going to enforce upon this as well we use sophisticated technology we use humans both to try and identify uh, uh violating content to prevent it from appearing again uh and of course from bringing it down once we have identified it as well we have tools and resources again as some of those products that i mentioned in the event that someone is having an unpleasant experience and this is not the kind of experience we want you to have on our platforms either so this is completely in line with how we see our approach and work as well so if you're having an unwanted experience there are tools and resources that we have and i'll just walk walk through some of them but sure. uh, these are these are basically putting controls in the hands of our users and saying you can curate what your experience should be there are a lot of people remember when at at one stage in instagram we had removed the option of likes because we told hey you know likes puts pressure there's a lot of like my likes versus your likes x number of likes is great y is far from ideal and and there was all peer pressure around it so right. we removed likes but then there was a ton of feedback again to say hey there are a lot of creators and creators need to use understand likes see the number of likes to see is their kind of content or what they are putting out does it work with the audience is that where they should be focusing or do they need to pivot so that's we took that feedback and said okay so what what this means is that we need to make likes optional so that's a small example to say that there's sometimes no one size fits all 
for right. a certain kind of work. There are other areas, be it you know any any kind of uh, uh, any kind of situation that puts children in danger, is bullying and harassment, is hate speech, is anything that makes makes women feel uncomfortable, any kind of sexual solicitation that happens, or, or have you any kind of compromise of of non consensual intimate imagery or NCII as we call it, and a a, a whole ton of other work which of course there is zero tolerance for, and we will not allow it on platform. And there are tools, of course, very aggressive tools that we have in place for that but there are also some like I just walked through on the likes where we believe that an individual should be able to curate your own experience as well and I'm a small example right you can block a person and that's of course an escalation because that means that there's something unpleasant you want to have nothing to do with this person online but we also got feedback that sometimes blocking a person be it say in a professional environment be it you know with with somebody senior, whether you're young or you're a woman uh, in college or or in 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 a in a works in a workspace, you don't really want to block because you believe that could make things worse. Right. But now you want to engage. So we came up with the concept of soft block, right? Which is okay. basically restrict, restrict. So restrict the person in front. If you were to restrict me, I wouldn't find out that you restricted me. But any of my comments, etc., would not be visible to you. So I don't know what's happening here. But you kind of say your mental space, uh, your your well-being, saying, I don't want to engage with this person, but unable to go the full mile. And hence, right. I'm doing this. Right. So that's one way of doing this. We've got profanity filters on Facebook, something called hidden words on Instagram. Again, you can go in and say, these are the words that I get triggered by. These are the words that are abusive, hateful, unwanted, uh, and and ruin my experience on the platform. And you can curate that list and we will make sure that any comments, et cetera, with those uh, words are not visible to you. They go into a separate inbox. You actually have to go there and want to run through them to be able to see it. So this is kind of like the same way, I think it goes for the profanity filter on Facebook as well. Right. Again, with your own experience, what does not work? And and frankly, from what I've understood, no two people's experience on any platform is similar, right? Everyone kind of wants something perhaps unique from it, gives the platform and their community something different. So the experiences are different and how you want to manage your own experiences also should be something in your hands. So that's, again, the one bucket like I talked about on on uh, uh, tools and resources. Another being partnerships. And again, I touched upon this briefly, but we partner with a bunch of uh, uh, civil society organizations, with safety organizations. We have a, a safety advisory board with participants from around the world, including two from India as well. Like, the idea being that we are taking a lot of this feedback. We are being able to show our early work, iterate as we go along and kind of like take this feedback because we can't be everywhere. And right. even sometimes we're not we're not clued in enough because the complexities are you know you really need people working on the ground connected to communities that are there who are using our products and and you know we uh, we, we want to hear from them so these partnerships then therefore become very important which is why you know i could talk uh, to you earlier about the massive investments in safety and security that we right. made uh, over the past few years um there's actually a lot more work there's a women's safety hub again available in 11 Indian languages, which is basically a one-stop shop where digital trainings, how to keep yourself safe, how do you report online, some on-demand trainings are available in all these languages. We've also partnered with the UK Revenge Porn Helpline on something called Stop NCII, which is non-consensual intimate imagery, because what that we were getting was that there, uh, there were a lot of users, women users, who were get who were raising a lot of concern that some intimate imagery they feared would be shared on a, a platforms without their consent. 
Right. So we work with the UK Revenge Porn Helpline on Stop NCII, which basically allows you to send a hash. The image never leaves your phone or your device. You can send a hash to Stop NCII and they will use that hash to make sure it doesn't appear on our platform. So that's what do you mean kind of by like, a hash? Sorry. What do you mean by a hash? You know, it's, it's, a hash is kind of think of it as a digital fingerprint. Okay. Every image has a hash. Okay. So there's a form you're going to stop NCII. You, you're asked to navigate a form and you can work with that and you kind of like run through that form and work along that form to just share a hash. And basically it's, it's that fingerprint that you share. It, it, it shows you how to generate that hash, et cetera. Okay. And image never leaves uh, your phone, but it prevents the proliferation of that image anywhere. The appearance and proliferation, not just prolifer- proliferation, but of course, if it doesn't appear, there's no question of multiple instances. So that's been kind of like a, a very significant step in that direction. And we're also yeah. working with NECMEC, which is the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children to come up with uh, something similar for minors who also perhaps in some situations believe that there's any any image of them which could be online without their consent. So that's a work in progress and that's still being built out. But these are, these are some of the important uh, uh, efforts that we have. Uh, there's also a lot of digital literacy in a country like India that becomes really important because there are right. very often people coming online and they're not kind of sure how to navigate. So be it safety is one aspect, which is you know uh, the aspect of safety that we're talking about. Another aspect of safety is also on 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 any kind of uh, economic that you need to keep right. Any kind of any kind of scams that you need to be aware of. So we're doing a bunch of awareness campaigns on you know what phishing is. Do not share those OTPs. What are the kind of like you know alarm bells and certain messages that you get? We're doing reporting campaigns because there are a bunch of uh, myths that we want to bust, especially among women. That you know you need to do mass reporting, but one report works. You do not need to do mass reporting. We don't know how to report. So kind of doing all these campaigns and all that is just to say that to you know generate awareness in in that bucket because I think like I said we need a multi pronged approach and we work across different buckets just to make sure that it's it's really a three sixty degree work. Yeah. Okay. That's really reassuring. But I have to, um, you know, to your point, I have two questions. One, uh, the hash concept that you mentioned, um, is that is that available to us here in India? Yes, it's global. Okay. It's global. Okay. It's global. It's so, global. So we rolled it out, and and anyone in India can can use it as well. Okay. So which brings me to my next question. Say, um, say you're talking to me, I'm a user, obviously, of uh, the internet, as I told you, um, you know, it cannot be overstated enough how many hours I spent uh, online. And um, say I get like, um, you know, an unsolicited dick pic. I know you can't say the words, but I can. So, <laughs> you know, like if I get one of those, and we all know this is very, very common, and it does happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. What is your advice to me? What should be my very next move when I see this? Am I supposed to engage with? I mean, just I'm really genuinely curious. Like, should I just trade yeah. reports? Should I blog? Should I engage with the person? Should I try to model morally teach them a lesson? Should I contact? Them? I know of women who've you know gone the other way where they are like you know they'll um kind of try to connect with that person's family member so that there's some element of responsibility and shame involved. Um, I, I mean, not to say that there's only one right way, but because yeah. I have you and I, like I said, I have the privilege to ask you, you know, straight up, I want to know from you, what do you think I should do in such a situation? I think from a lot of what you've said is also, I could perhaps depend on the individual, but this is kind of exactly the kind of experience that no user should have on the platform. And this is uh, our work is targeted to make sure that we are, we are, 
providing resources, right. providing tools, etc., to for people to not have these kind of experiences. And like you said, they're real. There are all kinds of users on on the internet and all kinds of really unwanted, unpleasant experiences that happen. And I think this is just one of them. First thing that I would suggest is definitely blocking, definitely reporting to us. It's very important to report this because really uh, we have very stringent policies on the kind of engagement that you can have on the kind of images and comments that you can send. And there is really zero tolerance for, for what you're describing. So reporting to us will help us to take action against it. And blocking, I think, would definitely be the other way uh, of, of just making sure that you're not harassed endlessly about this. Uh, we also have partnerships with law enforcement agencies, so things get out of hand. I know that a bunch of people have also gone to law enforcement to make sure yes. that there's, there's there's more stringent action than what platforms uh, 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 what, what, what what a platform would take, and that's of course on the platform and how we would deal with it. But if you wanted, you know, you want to escalate it, and there are ample reasons to want to do that. And if this is the kind of harassment uh, that, that 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 is happening, then that is of course another significant route to go to law enforcement with this complaint and uh, and and see what is the kind of action that can be taken against the perpetrator as well because very often you do want to you you do want to kind of like go go that extra mile and um we've seen a, a lot of women do that as well yeah that's very interesting it also reminds me um i don't know if you're aware but miss malini who's obviously a very uh, you know she's a celebrity blogger and she's you know been in the forerunning digital space uh in india she has a campaign called ignore no more which yeah. is uh, which involves the law enforcement, if I'm not wrong. And, uh, you know, the main message being that as women, um, you know, just as in real life, we have stopped letting men uh, get away with a lot of stuff. Um, similarly, why should anything be different digitally? Right? And, exactly. And, yeah. yeah and, and, and I, sorry, go on. No, I was just saying that I think... There was a generation that this is pretty much maybe earlier of social media or even even earlier yeah. where uh, we're kind of often told to ignore it, let it be. Why yeah. do you want to escalate? Why do you want to take it on? But now the power is with you. Platforms like ours, like I, I cannot cannot reinforce this enough, have zero tolerance hmm. towards this kind of this kind of behavior, any kind of bullying, harassment, nudity, hate speech, what have you. And should take the matters into you should take matters into your own hands. You should, and the reason we have these tools, right? Like blog, yeah. we have really encouraging our users to report bad content to us, right. right? So report that content to us, and and really take take charge of your own experience, right? Because we are not, I mean, coming on coming on the internet to have these kind of experiences, but they're real, and a lot Absolutely. of this work that is targeted to really discouraging this yeah. kind of activity. Absolutely. And what, what I was uh, about to say is that, you know, it's also unfair for us mm -hmm. to sit and, um, you know, just talk about the internet like it's this nebulous, uh, you know, thing that exists. Uh, you know, the internet is us. We make it, we, we, we have to customize the experience. And also, yes. just like in life, um, you know, you'll meet all sorts of characters right? It's mm. very natural that you will have some sort of discord with a lot of people you come across in your daily life and a lot of people won't be your type of people. Um, that's the same thing for the internet. So I, in mm. fact, feel this very strongly. Like, you know, I come across people who say, no, I can't be active on this thing, you know, then the people say this. And be, yeah, but then how do you how do you live your regular life? I mean, you got to get smarter about 
these things which is also why i'm so um you know chuffed to be having this conversation with you because i think uh, i think you know the essence of it is let's have the conversations that matter no let's not yeah. you know let's not uh, put them under the sweep them under the carpet so to say let's let's talk about how yeah. we can be more sensible how we can be safer not to say that not to say that you know it only lies with me as a user um oh. but we are also I holding couldn't. holding um, instagram and meta accountable and that's why these oh. conversations are happening and that's why you're ready to have them so i think that's a good point to be noted you know um if you and the if, fact the fact that i'm here exactly which are complex which are challenging are you know is proof that a we do want to engage and we do want to talk about our work because another reason is also uh education and awareness i'm often told that you know we need to go up there people need to be a lot more aware because if you know you know that there are tools your experience can be dramatically different so i think that that's not easy right wanting to engage we're doing all this work and we want more and more people to know about it so that's important but i do want to underscore something that you said which i find so critical right which is the internet is all of us Yeah. and the experience is there are great things happening on the internet let me give you a small stat you know uh, the number of businesses that identify as women owned on instagram is the 60% of businesses that uh, that identify as women owned on instagram have started in the last 2 years that number is 50% for facebook and some 45 to 50% of groups on facebook that discuss entrepreneurship has yeah. been started by women So in the last two years, we are also seeing that women and women entrepreneurs and small and medium businesses have taken to platforms like ours. Yeah, as a very cost livelihoods, creativity, design, what have you, is all happening on on the platform as well. So what all that is to say that your experience is, you know, people people are using the internet and our platforms for all kinds of. all right. kinds of things and any technology i think is as good as its use right you can use it for the Absolutely. best thing and and, and 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 you can you can just create a disaster with it and that's i think that understanding is is uh, also very important so i'm really glad that you touched upon it thank you natasha i'm glad we you know spoke about everything that we did if you're up for it and this is on a lighter note okay i would like to end our chat on a quick five which is like a rapid fire and um you know not to say and not, don't don't be pressurized but um yeah i'm really curious what you have to say about these these little nuggets um in terms of topics so if i have your permission can i ask you a few questions hashtag no pressure of course hashtag go for no it hashtag no pressure i love how i i love how techy you sound by the way i'm curious before i even begin has this a whole you know new phase of your career made you um really really interested in tech and all things tech yeah so i have uh, it it totally has um i go into work and and my podcast uh listening is kind of now divided easy when i go into work i'm listening to the tech podcast and when i'm driving back from work i'm listening to all the fun stuff like yours and oh. like the easier conversations to kind of like get out but but yeah uh definitely trying to understand tech it's 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 fascinating Uh, yes and i don't think i've skimmed the surface so yes yes oh that's very cool okay that was just uh, my curiosity coming coming uh, forth oh, but uh, yet <laughs> yeah yeah the the quick question start now okay question number 1 have you met mark zuckerberg uh no i haven't i've seen him but i haven't met him oh you have seen him okay <laughs> okay nice okay do you miss the newsroom 
in the early days, maybe I felt like I was because I was out of my comfort zone. Yes, but uh, uh, my role keeps me on my toes, and I don't have much time to think about <laughs> much else. Yeah. So no, looking looking ahead more than back. Okay, that's nice. How many hours a day do you spend on Instagram? Ah, um, I would say around between one one to two. Okay, we we don't need to start your digital controls yet. <laughs> we yeah, don't not, need to. Not I'm not going into what what the weekends could be like, but we can leave that out. We can. Some things are just better not to go there. Okay, now um. I mean, and I cannot say this enough, your career has been illustrious, okay? So I, it would be remiss if I don't ask you this. One piece of advice for working women um, in our country. There is no balance. This whole balance, and as a mother of two, I can confidently say I spent some early years trying to get the balance right where I felt, you know, I've done this for this much, now I need to do that. There is no balance. There is just never any balance. It's whatever works for you. It'll be 80-20 one day in favor of work and the next day it'll be vice versa and it's absolutely fine. Just do not compare your journey and your careers or personal lives with anybody else. I think we spend as women spend too much time being harsh ourselves and and just just not enjoying the moment or just not patting ourselves on, a ba- on our backs for how yeah. much we achieve, how much we do and, and how far we've come. And I think that that's just really important so so really take a breath and enjoy your journey and know that it's unique to you and and it's whatever works basically has been my mantra if it's working it's fine just you need to kind of cut the signal from the noise and uh, right. it'll happen love that so basically if it's if it's not broken don't fix it basically, <laughs> yeah totally <laughs> okay awesome now if you could keep it real because that's what this whole show is about. But if you could keep it real with your younger self, what would you tell her? Uh, one thing easy, do not be so harsh on yourself. I think I have, and I say that to my, I have two daughters and I kind of make sure that I'm telling them that constantly as well. Do not be. Uh, uh, and and uh, I think the second thing uh, that I would say to myself is that things work out when they have to, when the time is right, in some in some way that you have no idea, uh, you know, right now. And you really do not know where you're going to be in five years, 10 years, definitely 15 years, right? So just take it a step at a time and don't overthink this. It's it just, there are there are things that we, I, I really believe outside our comprehension. And sometimes you just need to trust and believe and exhale a little bit, give it your 100%. And things just happen. Also, my last thing that I wish I had told my younger self is uh, from Winnie the Pooh, which is no ma- a bear, no matter how hard he tries, gets stubby without exercise. I wish I had told myself that more oh. in my younger but, um, But yes. I love that. And I, I love your take on things. Though I have to say, you're being very... Uh like modest because I I do look up to your generation of women and I know that there's certain um, work ethic and gumption and everything that has you know held y'all in very good stead and you know the illustrious careers are not just built by you know sort of taking it easy also at times like Mindy Kaling um, you know the writer and actress and so on she said this she said uh, you know for the amount of times people state don't stress the small stuff she said I wouldn't be where I am if I didn't stress the small stuff you know so um, that's also there and I just yeah. want to say that you know um, 
I know for a fact, because I think I was on the cusp of like probably, you know, like I'm in between your generation and the next. And I know that I have a bit of this and a bit of that. And I look up to your generation. I think like, I, I think I needed more of that, you know, all of yeah. that, all of that drive and all, all of that hustle. Um, it yeah. definitely, there is something to say for the way, um, you know, yeah. y'all had that vision. You know, what I was trying to say is that you cannot get complacent at any stage with yeah. whatever you're doing. Yeah. Right. So that's out of the question. Yeah. Right? Especially now, how things are, things are competitive. Yes. You want to be the best. Everyone's hungry. There's such terrific talent out there. So yeah. I think getting complacent is out of the question. And that's not what I meant. But I, what my experience really taught me that I spent a lot of time, which I could have, I think, used more productively in stressing mm. about stuff, which when I look back now was pretty much inconsequential Pointless, so yeah. I think in that moment I think it's also hard to say what is yeah. significant and what's not because everything yes. can seem to be like a you know like the end of the world so that's true and that and that is something only, that. yeah or oh, age yeah. and experience teaches you what yeah. exactly is not worth um you know even giving a second right. glance to right <laughs> yeah. yeah okay you did great and I, I I was not meant to add my little two bits but I couldn't help myself to keep reacting to what you were saying um, so that's it. I, I hope you um, enjoyed coming on my show, Natasha. What was your experience like? It was terrific. I think you have, for me, ticked such an important box, which is, you know, participating in a podcast. I am so kicked. Uh, and thank you so much for having me and having this conversation. And I'd, uh, you know, love for us to stay close and then more power to you. And those thank you. Doing work. So you have a new fan. Thank you so much. That means the most. And as I said, I was fangirling at the start and I'm fangirling even more at the end. So thank you for joining me on my show and for giving us an insight into your life, into your career, and most importantly, into Meta and its policies that really impact creators like me daily. Um, so I'm very, very happy and I, I feel fortunate to have gotten this opportunity. Thank you so much. Likewise, Likewise. this has been wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Take care. इस हब हॉपर ओरिजिनल को सुनने के लिए आपका शुक्रिया अगर आप भी अपना पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करना चाहते हैं तो हब हॉपर स्टूडियो वेबसाइट पे रजिस्टर करें और एक मिनट के अंदर अंदर अपना खुद का पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करें यही नहीं स्टूडियो देता है आपको पूरी आजादी कहीं भी कभी भी अपना पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करने की सिर्फ तीन आसान स्टेप्स में तो साथ में अपना पॉडकास्ट शुरू करने के लिए तैयार जस्ट हॉप ऑन हब हॉपर सिंपली कॉन्टेंट